welcome to Ablaze's first podcast uh, series thing called Table Talks. Yep, and it's the it's the first time ever that we're gonna do this podcast um, thing. Yeah. So what is Table Talks, Joyce? Table Talks, um, the normal Table Talks term that we know in Ablaze is where we have discussion around the table or the floor or anywhere and we just ask each other questions and we talk about things, about the sharing, about the topics or just random things. So for the next few weeks for our Shema series that we are doing, if you didn't know then that means it's time to attend live group. But we are going to be doing table talks where we're going to get different people, not just two of us, you, that would be boring to just always hear two of us. But um, we're going to get different people to come and talk together about various topics about the Shema. And we'll try and get like, we'll try and make it different from the sharing during LG. Yes, definitely different. So this will be more like a conversation about the topic rather than re-sharing the sharing to you guys again. You're going to get like juicy stories. So about Poe's past. But we'll see about that. Deep. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Okay. Oh, before we jump right into it, you should give like a backstory. What's Shema all about? Okay. So this week's topic is the Shema, or rather this week's topic is Shema. um, From the Shema. So as we as you guys can roughly guess, the Shema is the name um, that the ancient Israelites gave to, to call that prayer. And it's called that because of the first word in the prayer, which is Shema, which means to listen. Yeah. So we learn in the sharing that Shema is not just listen, because the word is here, right? Here, O Israel. Yeah. So here, it's not just the way we think listen is. Because many times we think listen is just like a one-way thing. But the word Shema actually means listen and obey. obey. Yeah. Or listen and do. Yes. Right. So it's not separated. Like if you watch the cool video by Bible Project, it's a coin. It's a two-sided yeah. coin. The guy yes. flips a coin and then on both sides, of one side of the coin is listen and the other side of the coin is obey. So that's yeah. to tell us like um, these things are just two sides of the same coin. Coin. And so... Many times we forget that it's like a two-sided thing. So, quick icebreaker. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We are going to ask each other, have we ever had um, a time where we like... Shema but didn't do. Like... No, it's not Shema. Oh, it's not Shema, right? Because we didn't do, so we just listen. Like, like, did you ever talk to me and then I didn't really listen but acted like I listened? Yeah, I do that thing quite often, remember? Like, whenever... So, the backstory is like whenever we are sitting together and doing work and and we start talking. um, Whether Joyce is doing work or doing her own thing, whichever. um, I'll start talking and then she will like pretend to listen sometimes where she will nod and she will uh, mm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm, together, right? But uh, halfway through like the conversation, I will say like, oh, and then the elephant in the room jumped around and then jumped out the window and then, and then, and then when she, if she continues replying like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, that's, like, that's when I know she's 
like you're not really listening, right? And that I do that quite often. Yeah, yeah. that's really funny because um, you will be talking about like barefoot running. That's like the latest thing you're interested in, and I will be like, I don't know. Sometimes I will just like, which is bad. It's really bad because that means I didn't shema at all. I just listened, but I didn't like listen properly, and then it's the same for you. Cause like, I do it when you ask me to take stuff. Yeah, you'll be doing your stuff or you'll be watching your videos or whatever. And then I'll be like, okay, when you go down, can you grab this on your way up? And then you come back up and then you didn't grab the thing. Yeah. So that's how I know you weren't listening. <laughs> but we're both guilty of that. So fair thing. <laughs> and Which brings us like to the next point where to actually listen, you really have to, like to Shema, you actually have to pay a fair bit of attention. So yes. it's, it's quite a bit of work, right? Because mm-hmm. um, when we talk about like Shema, to, to listen, nowadays to listen, most, most people think that when, it's, when you're listening, you are like, some sound is getting into your ears, yeah. right? But, but uh, and, and, and it's because it's because of the way we're conditioned also with, with how we grow up with so much media where we get videos which has sound, we yeah. have soundtrack and people talking and advertisements and movies and stuff. Um, we tend to have a lot of information coming like towards us and we receive a lot of it, but we don't necessarily need to do anything about it. Yeah, we right? can just listen and listen and never have to do anything about it. And even in school, I'm guilty of like when I was in lectures or college like when it's like a two-hour lecture by the first hour i'm already like not really listening when it's really tough to listen so we are so used to just listening but doing nothing about it and never giving the attention because to do something it requires us to listen properly if not we won't be able to do it do you think it's because like sometimes we we don't put as much importance or we don't give the person speaking or whatever it is that we're listening to we don't give it that much attention or that much like yeah respect sometimes yeah yeah just like a funny thing like when rusty i mean the dog that lives in my house is barking oh it can go really loud nobody (laughs) really cares because it's i don't know where you're going with this (laughs) I'm just saying that many times where we just think that's not going to be important so we don't even like right. put oh, any okay. attention. Okay. So like dog Do you know where I'm going with this now? Okay. Yes. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. So, like since we're talking about um, listening and obeying what God says because the prayer was for the Israelites to listen and obey what God has for them, their commandment, you know. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you felt like you didn't shema and what happened and what made you had like your road to listening and obey so okay so mine is not like one event but mine is over the course of a few years where in my teen years um growing up in hope kids last time it was called pkc right um and being very exposed to the bible i had an attitude towards the bible which was like uh one, I was, I was definitely more exposed to it and more familiar with it. But later on, what that turned into was that 
uh, I felt superior to others because I knew more about the Bible. Especially like sometimes people in church, sometimes people that call themselves Christians outside in school. Um, and, and so instead of seeing how the Bible was God communicating himself and sharing other people, um, inviting them to know him, uh, I treated his word as like something to feel superior to others. So um, when that happened, looking back, I think a lot of the things that I read about or I knew about from the Bible, I didn't quite do. You know, they were, they were, they were in here somewhere, but uh, my actions never really got transformed. So not really one event, more like spread out over a few years, maybe. Yeah. What's yours? Yeah. So, wow, so you're saying like for even for a long period, you were not like, you just listen, but... I, 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 I had the Bible as input. I mean, yeah. I was listening to it figuratively, like yeah. both reading and hearing sermons and stuff, but... Applying it wasn't... Yeah, I didn't... I, I think because the reason why I approached it was wrong, mm -hmm. so it didn't transform or change because I didn't give it, I, like similar to how we said just now about respect, I didn't respect the Bible as like the word of God and how he wants to communicate it. And, and so uh, it didn't have the effect that it was supposed or rather should or can have on somebody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so mine is um, a bit relatable, I guess, for girls where I compare myself with other girls or things I see and I think it's a long journey that I am on that I do see like oh why did this people why does this girl or the other girl can have this talent or ability way easier than I can have it even though I did work really hard but the result is not the same or why don't I look like that or I also had like a lot of struggle with my physical health and just being not satisfied with the way I was created. And I remember struggling with it and comparing myself. And then I just heard God said like, when are you gonna listen about what I say about you than what other people think or say? Oh. And that really took me back because I knew God was my creator. But yet it was a lot like not, not Shema, like just listening, but not putting it to action. I knew he was my creator and my creator knows best. That what he has created me, um, it does not look good in my eyes, but it's good in his eyes. And that I'm not even halfway through what he has planned for me. I don't know the ending. I don't know how it's going to become. Who am I to start? belittling his creation right now in the middle of that whole journey. Mm. And I remember, and time after time, then I really had to bite my lips and tell myself at times when I compare or feel unfair, that God is the perfect creator and my creator knows me best, better than I know myself, better than other people know me. And that was something that I had to listen and obey. I had to shema not just listen and then go on comparing, but listen and obey, mm. yeah. And that's a big lesson I had to learn and something I'm still learning right mm. now. So with Shema, I think 
a very tough thing we need to ask ourselves is are we taking God's word seriously? If we take it seriously, then it's time for us to consider what part of our lives are we just allowing ourselves to listen but not obey His words. And I think for me, one of the most beneficial thing is that when I decided, yes, I want to not just listen to God's word but to apply it, that I need help. I can't do it alone. And the Holy Spirit, I really allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I said, Holy Spirit, show me time after time, day after day, which part of my life that I need to start obeying. And that's where I start hearing God through scriptures and through other people. And I think once you make that choice to want to Shema, you allow people to speak into your life and you don't get offended. Like, at times that I'm not really applying God's word, you, you would tell me. And at times it would be like a... You wouldn't really like it Yes, I wouldn't like it. Not just you and the leaders or the pastors, like, I wouldn't like it. Because we don't like correction or we don't like to hear. But very easily I would remember the whole focus, like I would refocus that you are doing it because you want to help me Shema. And because out of love, you know. And I think when we have that right focus, we don't get so easily offended by people, by our leaders, like they're just trying to point out. But we're all just here helping one another to have a deeper relationship with God, to have a better walk with God. And I think it's really helpful to be accountable, to be open enough to allow others to speak into us, to help us to Shema. Yeah. What else do you think plays a part in? I think like we both would agree and I'm sure other people would as well that to Shema, we have to reach a point of humility. Um, sometimes we only reach that point after mistakes. Um, but, but other times we, we actually hear of other people's mistakes and we want to try and learn from it. Uh, I think it's tough like growing up, especially when you, when you are growing up, especially in your teen years or your college years or uni years, where you want to learn to make choices, you want to have the freedom to make certain decisions of your own. And, and sometimes when you make those decisions, like within those decisions is the assumption that I sort of know what is good and what is best. And when things don't turn out that way, suddenly you realize, oh, rats, maybe I don't really know what's best. But like being willing to admit it is like another thing, like, because it's much easier to blame somebody about like, if I made this choice and I reach at this, I arrive at this conclusion and it's not what I imagined would happen when I made that choice, it's far much, it's much easier to just like go to somebody and say like, you are the reason why this thing has turned out this way. You didn't help me, you didn't like me. And I think sometimes people do that with God, you know, like God tells them, hey, obey, do this. But they choose something else and then they arrive at a different conclusion and then they look at God and say, God, why didn't you help me? You know, why weren't you there with me? which I, I think I've done before, you know, where like I going through various things and then after that, when the results seem disastrous and then I look at God and say like, God, where are you? You didn't help me, why? When in actual fact, like the starting point was wrong in the first place. So like that aspect of approaching God with respect, with honor, 
sometimes is missing and and sometimes that's something we have to learn right yeah i think that's the beauty of shema too that some of us here needs to be challenged to mm. start listening and obey or some of us have been listening and obey and we just need an encouragement to keep going because no matter which part we are at our walk with christ um, there's always um, an area where we can continue to learn to shema yeah last thing do you think sometimes it's genuinely tough to imagine somebody actually has your best in mind for you yeah because like no ulterior motive just everything for your complete good yeah it's hard because we, we rarely meet people like that yeah and we ourselves don't always have the best yeah. intentions if we are being honest with ourselves so to imagine if someone has the best intention for us and i think that's where like a whole paradigm shift because sometimes we take that same attitude and we apply it onto god and we think that god's like holding out on us he doesn't want to give us the best and he's just making us do stuff to make himself more famous and stuff and we imagine that and we put that image on god and so we find it hard to trust him that he genuinely actually wants our best and and so that sometimes makes us suspicious of him and instead we think that we know what's we know what's best and that that in therein lies the difficulty of walking with god right whether one year or five years or ten years you you have to you have to learn to more and more trust that he actually knows what's best for me he wants what's best for me yeah. and he doesn't just want what's the the best thing i think about learning to shema is something that we don't realize which is that god wants the best for me but at the same time he also wants the best for you and he doesn't want the best for you at the expense of me you know like he doesn't have to decrease my quality of life to make sure your quality of life goes up and and that's like a really beautiful community that he creates like amongst his people which i think we don't really realize because sometimes we we don't really emphasize much that we're living in a community we're living with other people we're called to love other people the way he loves us and the same way we will love ourselves so like he's like all around that he got yeah. it all figured out yeah it's not just about us yeah but it's, it's also about, about else, us but it's also, also, yeah, yeah it's also about us right everyone else yeah That's so beautiful. so part of that shema is also where we learn to we learn to love so the shema is love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul your strength that one right after the shema the commandment is love your neighbor as yourself yeah right but implicit in the shema and the love your neighbor as yourself i think is when we can learn to trust god and obey we actually learn how much he values us and how much he genuinely loves us and has our best interest in mind and we see how we are loved and when that happens we are actually even more empowered to love others right yeah so it's so beautiful that at the end of the whole thing listening and obeying our good father who has the best intention for us that out of knowing how much he loves us helps us to love our neighbors mm. yeah and it and it shows us how we are loved which is it's like, like a cycle. yeah it's almost like what is and that's basically what everybody wants right you want to love and you want to be loved and there's no other one that can do it yeah. except for god yeah so 
I guess that's all. Yep. So that's about it for the Shema. Talk. I mean, we could go on and on and on and talk, but yeah. like, <laughs> that would take a few days, maybe. But thanks for listening. And I hope you guys um, look out for all the other table talks that are coming and that you guys will keep listening and keep learning. And yeah, that's all. Bye. Bye.